I don't take any of this too seriously. And if anything, like I'm self-conscious about it and I'm insecure about it because I don't want people to think that like I'm vain because I take a bunch of selfies or that I think I'm hot shit or that I think that my opinion is the end all be all or anything like that. Hey, what's up, y'all? Welcome to the Perfectly Broken Podcast. Just like the Japanese art of kintsugi, we're not trying to hide the cracks of our broken past, but rather highlight those struggles with gold. I will be vulnerable, real, and raw with y'all as we figure out how we can turn the damaged pottery of our lives into stunning works of art that are even more beautiful than we ever thought possible. Hey, what's up, y'all? Welcome back to the Perfectly Broken Podcast. So, I'm going to be honest. Um, The fact that I have been on social media for a couple of years now, I came into this podcasting thing thinking that I was going to be a natural at it. Um, I'm used to talking to myself and talking to an talking into a camera and all of that stuff and so I just made the assumption that podcasting was going to come natural to me to that it was going to be easy and I was going to rock it and like oh my gosh so I don't know what episode this is but if you have stuck with me then you are the true MVP because this has been much more difficult than I expected and it's been a learning process um, and that's one thing that I wanted to be honest with you guys from the very beginning is that this is not going to be perfect. Um, we are perfectly broken and that includes the podcast. So if you have stuck around with me this far, then I really appreciate it. And hopefully things are starting to flow a little bit easier and smoother. And we're going to get a hang, get the hang of this eventually. Ugh. So anyways, today's episode, I was going to talk about adult bullying, but as I was thinking about it, I realized that so much of the bullying that I experience, that most of us experience these days is online. It is easy to be a keyboard warrior, a troll, to hide behind a avatar or whatever your picture is, you know, but it is so easy to say something mean to boost your own, I don't know, I wouldn't say confidence because I don't think that there's ever a positive to bullying, but I recognize that it's out of our own insecurities and our own issues and all of that stuff. It's never about the other person at the end of the day. So that got me thinking about what it's like being an influencer, which I have a love-hate relationship with that term influencer because I guess I technically am considered an influencer. I'm online. I've had up to 11,000 followers, although I just removed a bunch of them, um, just, you know, dead accounts, people that aren't active anymore or that I don't know, things like that. Um, And so I have gotten pretty well acquainted with the quote influencer life, but it's like, how did we come up with that term anyways? Like, who the hell am I influencing? Um, I am just showing up online saying what I like, what I don't like, and I still to this day, and it's been like four or five years or so, still to this day, I am shocked and so excited anytime someone's like, hey, I just got this meal that you recommended, or hey, I tried this, um probiotic drink or I don't know whatever whatever and so um just the fact that like people actually do somewhat value my opinion at times just feels so 
bizarre to me. Um, and I don't know if that's like due to my self-worth issue or just the fact that I did not fully grow up with social media, um, you know, because I'm 33 years old. So Facebook didn't come about until like when I was um, just starting college. Um, so this is all just an interesting world to be a part of. Um, and so I asked you guys on my Instagram page, I polled to find out whether you would be more interested in adult bullying or what it's like being an influencer, like the ups and downs, the pros, the cons, all that stuff, kind of the behind the scenes, I guess, um, or a mix of both. And I want to create this podcast, not just to hear myself talk all the time, which oh, I appreciate you guys being willing to listen to this voice day in and day out. But um, I want to get feedback from you guys. Like this podcast is not about me. It's about serving the community and hopefully helping you guys um, either be entertained or learn lessons or feel less alone, like whatever it may be, this is about you. So I would love for you to go follow me at Healthy Foodie TX at the Perfectly Broken Podcast and continue to engage and let me know what you're interested in hearing about. So this podcast episode went from adult bullying to now kind of a mix between the influencer life and adult bullying because honestly, like they go hand in hand in so many regards. Um, so yeah, let's get going. So I think that one thing to note is that we think of bullying as a childhood problem and it absolutely is but it's still one of the greatest oppressors of all time and it's much less talked about and that's adult bullying. So as a kid in middle school in particular, I was bullied relentlessly. I remember I found out one time that the popular girls in class had made a pact that their goal was to make me cry every single day, every day. And then I would take the bus and there were two girls, Kendra and Alyssa, that would find me no matter where I was sitting and pick on me and be mean to me and everything. And um, uh, it was just brutal. Those were, my middle school days were, I was pretty consistently feeling suicidal at that time. Um, as I've mentioned in the past, my dad and I had a terrible relationship when I was younger. So it felt like I would go to school and get ridiculed and belittled and just bullied all the time. And then I would do the bus ride and that was just nonstop. And then I would come home and I felt like I was just walking on eggshells with a father who was um, narcissistic and misogynistic and, um, you know, all that fun stuff. Thank God. Thank God he came around. So y'all, there is always hope. But the point is, is that those were very, very rough years. And as difficult as they were, and like, believe me, they absolutely leave scars. And I still to this day, you know, like, 25 years later, still struggle with the wounds that they they created and um, just the self-confidence, the self-worth, the body image issues, like everything like that. But at the same time, I'm so grateful, so grateful for that experience because it helped me to recognize what it feels like to be bullied. And when I was in elementary school, I was Little Miss Popular. And I remember one time I made the boys chase me at recess and the guy that didn't win, I like, God, I like, I think I like kicked dirt on him or something like that. And it's so 
easy to fall into that trap when you have all the peer pressure and that's what you see and you don't really have a healthy outlet for these emotions that are new and scary and everything. So I probably could have ended up being a bully if life hadn't hit me so hard in middle school. I got glasses and braces and oh, like I, yeah, I was a teacher's pet. I was a nerd, like everything like that. And then, um, so middle school really grounded me. And so when I got into junior high and got contacts and started to grow some boobs and, you know, like all of that stuff started to be a little more noticed by the guys and start to come into my own a little bit more, I had felt what it was like to be on the receiving end of bullying. And so that allowed me to be a kind and gentle and loving and inclusive person. And so like even in high school when I I was never popular by any means, but I was friends with, you know, some of the popular people and um we had like the prime table in the courtyard in the sun like in the middle of it like it was our spot and like everyone knew don't take their spot and one time these younger girls came and sat at the table and one of my friends walked up and was like do you know whose table this is like why are you sitting here and i was like girl like we don't own this like come on join us and like i invited them to sit with us and like actually got to know them and included them and um you know was able to say hi in the hall for the rest of the year and all of that stuff and so it was something that was necessary for me um unfortunately so that's my experience with childhood bullying and then I think that adult bullying is so much, I don't know, it all hurts. I, I can't say what is better, worse, easier, harder, because as an adult, it feels like, haven't we outgrown this? Like, aren't we past this petty, like insecurity attacks, like all of that stuff. So. I'll get into um, the influencer stuff and kind of tie it all together. Hopefully, we'll see how this goes. But I started my Instagram journey um, probably four or five years ago. I was dating a guy who was really into photography, and I made these healthy, high-protein, um, low-calorie muffins that he thought were incredible and so he thought that I really should start to market them he wanted me to start an in, or like he had a dream one night and it came to him in this dream that I was going to start an Instagram page and it was going to be a healthy page and I was going to build my following and everything and then eventually start selling my muffins cool so that's how it started and then Things were going great, and about three months into starting the page, we broke up. So if you like go way, way back, you can see that my first pictures were so much better. <laughs> so much better because he was taking them and like he was editing them and everything. And so when we broke up, I just used my little phone camera. I have no idea how to edit photos. I have no idea like how to have an artistic eye for anything like, God, it was so bad, but it was fun. And I just wanted to have fun with it. And I didn't go into it like, oh my God, I want to get all the followers. I blah, blah. I just wanted to have fun with it and maybe make some new connections and all of that stuff. So he and I had been in a very codependent relationship. He was a wonderful boyfriend in many regards, but he was very um, clingy, insecure, God suffocated me. And um, so basically I was not allowed to have friends outside of him. So when we broke up, I didn't have hardly any friends in Austin. 
So I went online and I started to make connections with the local foodie groups in Austin. And if there was a girl that I really connected with as far as like DMs and just messaging back and forth and stuff, I finally got up the courage to just be like, hey, I know you don't know me and I'm probably weird as hell to you, but I like you and I want to be friends. So do you want to go get lunch? And I just started to extend invitations to new people. And I know that a lot of people say that it's really hard to make friends as an adult. And I totally agree with that because you're no longer in those environments where you are around peers of your same age, your same interests, like different things like that, especially in COVID world where people are working remote and all of that stuff. And I really have not experienced that much because I have learned through social media and that period of time in my life to just go for it. If I like someone, then what's the worst that gonna, that's gonna happen is I say, hey, I dig you, I wanna be your friend. And they look at me and they say, ooh, fuck off, you're weird. Like, okay, that happens. I'm not gonna be everyone's cup of tea and that's part of life. But I have managed to make some incredible friends through social media. And um, also when I moved back to the Woodlands, I didn't really have any followers or people from the Woodlands as much. And so I also highly recommend Bumble BFF. Um, that just helped me make uh, two or three friends. And um, so now <laughs> my mom was telling me about some event she's going to and she invited me to and she was like, yeah, you can make new friends. And I'm like, dude that sounds great but like I'm kind of maxed out with my friends right now I'm already feeling so overextended and like I'm not able to give everyone the love and attention that they deserve and um so yeah the point is if you have any questions about um tips and tricks on how to make adult friends shoot me a dm we can talk things through maybe we could even have a coaching session on that um you know just let me know we can figure it out so back to the influencer life um we broke up and i started my page and everything and then probably when I got to about 5,000 followers and I blew up fairly quickly because I just didn't give a fuck. And so I just was my true self. I was authentic. I talked to my followers like I would my best friend. Um, I didn't think too hard about it. Like, you know, when you start out and you record a story, you re-record it like 10 times or you take 15 selfies or, <laughs> hmm, okay, let's be real. You take like a hundred selfies and choose like one or two that work. Well, <sighs> very quickly, I was just like, mm, no, not, not gonna happen. And so I would just, sneeze in the middle I would like it was just a shit show but it was real and it was authentic and you know the whole point of this podcast is real raw vulnerable and um I think that that's why I did so well um pretty quickly on Instagram and so about 5,000 followers in um that was probably like a year maybe a couple of months or something um, I got my first order for a big batch of protein muffins. Well, we had been broken up for a while at that point, and so I hadn't been making my muffins. So when I got this order, I was just like, oh shit, like <laughs> how I forgot like the recipe. I don't remember how to make them. And so I realized that maybe that venture was not going to pan out it wasn't meant to be and that was okay but I was having so much fun online um as weird and kind of embarrassing as it is to admit social media had become like my biggest hobby at that point which I don't know how healthy that is but it was working for me
So a couple of the pros that come with being online is one, as I was starting to grow my page, and there is a threshold for this. So let me preface that. As I was starting to grow my page, I was winning giveaways left and right. Like I won probably just one particular giveaway was like $1,800. Um, I probably won like $15,000 worth of stuff. But one of my friends warned me and she had like 20,000 followers at the time. And she said like, you know, enjoy it while it lasts because once you hit a certain limit, um, people are not going to want to gift you. Um, they're not going to want you to win their giveaways because they figure you're already in a position of getting so many free things, which is accurate. So now I don't really win giveaways anymore, but I mean, I can't really complain, but I still get so many free things. So I, when I got up to about like 7,000 followers and at the time I had a very good engagement rate, I had like a 9.5 engagement rate, which most influencers have like a 0.5 to maybe a 1.5. Um, and so I was getting, you know, like 1500 likes per post, um, and, um, at like, mm, I was getting like a thousand to 1500 likes per post. I was getting comments. I was getting DMs. So all these companies were looking at me and saying like, wow, she really is influencing the shit out of these people, which who knows, but, um, so basically, if I were watching Shark Tank, for instance, and I saw something and I was like, wow, that sounds really cool. I would love to try that. I would grab my phone. I would look up if they had an Instagram. I'd shoot them a message and just say simply, hey, do you guys have any interest in doing a collaboration? And it got to the point where I pretty much was confident that I would always get what I wanted. Um, and I would just do it in exchange for a story. I didn't ask to get paid for it. I just wanted free product to try and I would share a story about it. So I never really, and this was something that I don't regret because I was working a full-time job and everything. So I was getting a lot of free stuff, but I didn't really go after getting paid collaborations. So there were instances where companies would come to me and they would offer to pay me and I was able to charge anywhere between 300 to $800 per post. So I know that like I've told people that and they're like, what, you would get $800 for like just a stupid little post. And like, if y'all see my pictures, they are not great. <laughs> Like, I'll be the first to admit that, like, they are not very good, but I just have fun with it. I'm real. I, like, I think that maybe that's part of why people like my page is that I don't try to be hot shit. Like, I don't pretend to know what I'm doing or know how to edit. Like, God, I have no idea how to edit photos. So that's one plus is that I'm never going to, like, make my butt bigger or my stomach smaller or anything like that because lord like I, I wouldn't even know how to do that anyways I, tr I tried one time I was uh at a brunch with a bunch of girls and there was a group photo with me like looking back and I was wearing a tight shirt and it was just like muffin top and I tried so hard to edit that out and it's just like a blur of like God, it's so obvious. It's so obvious. If y'all ever want, um, shoot me a DM and I'll see if I can find it and I'll share it with you because it is pretty comical. Um, but so I was, you know, making decent money on the post and um, I was getting some return customers and everything. But it is, again, that is with me never hunting for um, a good deal or like never hunting for a paid collaboration. Didn't really make much effort with it. 
Um, and so you see these like, and right now I only have like 8,000 followers because I removed some, but you see these accounts with, you know, 20, 30, 40,000 followers plus, and if they are actively seeking paid collaborations, they could be making a full-time living with it. Like I see people online that have bought their dream houses simply due to the influencer life. And that is totally believable to me from my little bit of experience with it. So you can really make good money and people hear that and they're like, oh my God, that's the easiest job ever. But they don't see the behind the scenes. Like you get sent a product and you have a deadline for, um, I need to share X amount of stories in this time. I need to do just these right hashtags, just this right tag, all that stuff. Here's the idea. I need to pitch them like what idea I want to put forward with it. I need to keep track of the um, statistics, the analytics and everything, send that to them. Um, I need, there are contracts involved that you need to sign and honor. You get, you send first drafts and they come back and they say, oh, that's great. Go ahead and post it on this date. Or you send it and they're like, ooh, that sucks. Like there was one company in particular that I really wanted to work with. I was gonna get paid $600 and I did, I thought what they wanted and it was like one little thing was out of whack. Um, there was like a leaf like around here because there was a tree in front of me or something like that. It was just a silly little thing. And they just kept coming back and be like, oh no, that's not good. Oh no, that's not good. Oh no, that's not good. And so I was like, okay, you know, like, let me do exactly what they said. Or like, they didn't really give me much direction. They just would come back and say that they didn't like certain things. So finally, they just quit responding to me because apparently I was a failure and that was unfortunate and I didn't get paid or anything, but um, so it's really not, and there's a lot of like behind the scenes, like, oh, you're supposed to reply to every comment and every DM and engage back with everyone. And I know that that's like, oh my God, I'm on social media all the time anyways. Like that sounds fun. I do that anyways. But when you are trying to protect your energy and focus on what lights you up, then giving your energy constantly out to people or constantly like having people want more, 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 more from you, um, it can be really draining. And so I suck at replying to comments now and I see them and I appreciate them, but I just don't have it in me to reply to every single comment. But again, I always appreciate them. And the more comments, the more likes, the more saves, all that stuff, the better off my page does. And then the more reach I get and um, it's all good. So, I mean, I really, truly appreciate everything from the bottom of my heart. So thank you guys. Oh, and that reminds me, I keep forgetting to like say at the end of my podcast, go like, share, subscribe, comment. I don't know. Can you comment on podcasts? I'll need to figure that out because I think I've said that before and I still don't know. But um, do all the things for the podcast. I really appreciate it because again, I just want to get the word out and <sighs> help as many people as possible. I don't know how helpful this is. Anyways, back to, this is getting way too long. So another positive about being an influencer is that I can um, I have the ability to get more clients for my coaching business. That's something that I'm very grateful for. And then also when I finally shared my deep dark secret about my eating disorder, it helped me with accountability. So I had a lot more accountability to be held from um, the number of followers that I had. And when I shared my eating disorder struggles or really any struggles, I have had so many people come to me and say, thank you for sharing. Like, 
now that I know I'm not alone, I feel better. And um, that has been incredible and helped me with my healing so, so much. So those are the pros to the influencer life. Now we're going to get into the cons, which entail the adult bullying. So one thing that I think people don't talk about enough is the safety factor. Um, I have had two stalkers in my life. One was in college and then one was related to my social media. And um, I haven't really talked about the social media guy because I never was able to figure out who it was. And I, the police said that because he hadn't explicitly threatened my life, that they couldn't do anything about it. Even though he was sending me vulgar, disgusting messages, I would try to delete him or block him, his number and he would come up with another one and for whatever reason when i tried to block a number the text messages would still come through and it got to a point where i was just feeling on edge i wasn't sleeping every time my phone went off like i every time i heard a text message i would want to scream like i have mentioned before that i've been raped a couple of times and it felt like I was getting raped all over again because I did not give consent and he knew all about me and um, which is, you know, fair. I put my life on social media and so that is available to anyone and unfortunately it gets into the wrong hands sometimes. So it got to a point where I was living in constant fear. Um, one thing that I have learned to do is I never post while I'm still in a location. I wait until I leave afterwards um, and I never like I block out house addresses obviously like I try to not give any indication of where I live or any details like that but I was living in constant fear for a lot of time and eventually I changed my phone number because that's what the police had me do and it got better and I started to feel better but still to this day anytime I get a text message from an unknown number a little part of me just freaks out and um, I went to therapy last year and through therapy I realized that like I really was traumatized by that. I really, truly, I wasn't sleeping. I was constantly like very, very anxious. I didn't trust men at all. Um, I like, that's part of why I started doing my creeper of the days is that I felt so dirty every time a follower would send me creeping like creepy messages or not leave me alone or not respect my obvious hints that I wasn't interested in talking to them or engaging with them and so one day after feeling like I was just getting raped over and over and over again mentally I decided to take my power back and say fuck that fuck all of y'all and so if you've been following me for a while, you know that I take, I do creeper of the day stories sometimes where if a guy does not leave me alone and I haven't responded in a long time, then eventually I'm like, no, mm -mm, we're not playing this game anymore. And so I start trolling them back and I like, it's kind of a joke that I always try to get money out of them because I'm like, if I have to be put through this charade and this mental like rapage all the time then I'm gonna get something out of it and I've never actually gotten money it's a joke but um you know it's entertaining and I feel like I'm getting my power back and um it's just a big fuck you to all the men that think that they are entitled to your attention 
So yeah, that was unfortunate. And then that kind of ties into another negative, And that is that I am an Instagram girlfriend, which I don't know how men feel about that, but I'm very self-conscious about it and I'm very insecure about it. Um, my boyfriends in the past, I've had two boyfriends. Well, the first boyfriend that we broke up like after three months of getting into it and he was so supportive, obviously, like he was great. And then um, my recent one that probably a lot of y'all know, he was totally fine with it. Like he, he, treated it like it was totally fine and he was always accommodating and like great and all that stuff but I still felt very insecure about it and like you know it's embarrassing to be like oh I know that we just got this nice warm delicious food that is piping hot and ready to eat but can we wait and sit and take pictures and let our food get cold first which I would try to have my food come out first, but that wasn't always a, an option. And um, so, yeah, even though he never gave me reason to feel insecure about it, I personally, maybe it's because I judged myself so much. Like I see other people having Instagram photo shoots on the beach with their boyfriends and stuff like that. And I'm like, oh, that poor guy. <laughs> he probably just wants to be living his life. And instead he has to sit and take 500 pictures and um, get, you know, directed on how to do things. And it just is, it's something that I chose this life, but I feel like it's not always fair to impose it on other people. So that's something that I've been insecure about. And like, I am not in a position right now where I'm interested in dating again, but I do hope to have a family someday. I'm 33 years old. And so I know that like eventually once life slows down a little bit that I have to get back out there and start dating again. And that's something that is always in the back of my head is like, how are guys going to feel about dating a girl who puts everything out online? And like, I keep things private as far as being in a relationship. Like I'm never going to air someone else's dirty laundry. That's not my place. But there were just a few incidences where, for instance, um, I would, Chase and I would get into a fight over something and I would go on social media and be like, so this is where I was screwing up and so like I was doing this wrong and this wrong and we got into a fight and blah, blah, blah. And I never put, I never said anything negative about him or like how it was his fault or anything like that. I just owned up to where I like was coming from and why things escalated on my behalf or whatever like that. So I never um, tried to, it, it, I never wanted to, it wasn't my right to share anyone else's stuff. So yeah. Um, but now we're really getting to the adult bullying. And that was when I started my recent job in cybersecurity. <sighs> I had been online for a couple of years now. And my previous job, I that's when I had started my Instagram. And everyone was so supportive. And they were like, yeah, we knew you when. And like, they were so great and like encouraging and loved it and all that stuff. But this new job, I came into it as an influencer. And I remember one time one of the guys was like, so I hear you're an Instagram model. And this was after I had been kind of shunned when I started and I didn't know why. I tried to be nice and friendly and welcoming and all of that stuff and people just treated me like shit. And I didn't know why. 
And then one time, one of the guys who was like one of my friends, he was like, so I hear you're an Instagram model. And I was like, oh God, now it all makes sense. Like, so the girls at this company, I seriously considered quitting after two weeks because the girls were so mean to me and they would make fun of me. They would make rude comments all the time. And I, one of my favorite memes is this, um, this man and a woman who look like they're like on a first date and she says, and it's like, Hey, what do you do for a living? And she goes, Oh, I'm an Instagram model. And she asked what he did. And he turned and he's like, Oh, I'm a call of duty soldier. And like, that's really how I feel about it. Like, I don't take any of this too seriously and if anything like I'm self-conscious about it and I'm insecure about it because I don't want people to think that like I'm vain because I take a bunch of selfies or that I think I'm hot shit or that I think that my opinion is the end-all be-all or anything like that so I think that the people my co-workers really judged me so hard and they made so much fun of me. I remember like I was in the bathroom one time and some girls walked in and they were like, oh my God, did you see like what she posted the other day? Like, does she really think that like people like that sort of thing and like all that stuff? And I just remember sitting in the bathroom just crying and just feeling so low and so like, you know, just judged for something that I understood, I totally understood where they were coming from, but that wasn't me. I wasn't this conceited, like, full of myself, thinking I'm hot shit person by any means. And so it really, really hurt. And I came so close to quitting a great job just because the people were so mean to me. And there was one instance where something had happened um, with a training thing and I went on social media that morning and vented on my stories and I was like oh we were supposed to be we were told we had to be here at this time and then I got here at that time and I checked my emails and they pushed it back so now I'm like wasting all this time blah 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 and um the girls saw that and brought it to management and said that like I was ruining the reputation of the company, even though I never said what the company name was. I never, like, that was a security issue. I didn't want people to know where I worked. But um, the lady that I had been, you know, venting about, she was like, if you do this again, I am going to fire, like, you're going to get fired and all of that stuff. And I just... I remember being in the training just like not able to focus on anything because I just felt so low and so and like I understand I totally understand where she was coming from that this is something that if I had an issue with I should have approached her about it rather than vent to thousands of people but I didn't say like anything about who she was or anything like that so you know, it definitely, I can see where she was coming from, but, and I learned a lesson. That was a very painful but necessary lesson to learn. And so, uh, yeah, it's, it's tough with adult bullying because by this time, people are able to really attack you personally go after what they know is going to cut you deep and so the fact that they focused on my vanity and my ego and all of that stuff like I really that wasn't me but I but part of me you know they say like if I were if someone came to me and said like hey Danny I hate your purple hair okay, cool. Like, I wouldn't think twice about that. I wouldn't hurt because I don't have purple hair. Like, yes, do I need a haircut? Yes, like, is my hair gnarly and, like, dried out and stuff? Totally. That one I get. 
but purple hair, that's not going to affect me. But when they go after insecurities that I already am feeling so ashamed of or so like just worried and self-judgment and all that stuff, that's when it really gets to you. And that's another thing about adult bullying is like, they don't talk about how helpless you feel. As a kid, you can cry to your parents. You can turn to teachers for help. You can, you know, you have all these resources. But as an adult, it's just you. And it's just, you know, I still cried to my mom and everything. But, and like, I had friends that I could vent to. But at the end of the day, like, it's something that you have to handle on your own and try to work through and everything and the greatest bully is the fear itself the fear of what other people are going to say and think and what they're going to come up with next so i think that adult bullying is fixable um you really have to learn to stand up to your fears and everything but they don't give you a manual on how to approach something like this. And so if you are dealing with adult bullying, just know that like you are not alone and the trolls, the keyboard warriors are so real. Um, I really have been very fortunate that I've never had a major cyber bullying attack on me um I've had like one or two little comments like I remember I posted one picture that I knew was god awful but um it was at a restaurant and I had gotten free food so I needed to post and I didn't get a single good picture while I was there and I didn't realize it so I picked the best out of the lot and I was like oh this sucks but whatever we're just gonna go for it and someone commented some random guy that i'd never like talked to before or anything i don't think he even followed me and he commented and he's like what is that like is that even a smile and i looked at it and i was like mm, yeah i see it i understand and like it kind of hurt but like at the same time i agreed with him god maybe that's something that is worth exploring is that like i haven't struggled too much with online bullying probably because I bully myself more than anyone else so whenever someone online like says something mean about one of my posts I'm able to be like oh yep I see it I totally agree and like I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing um it's definitely something worth exploring, so I will journal about that, which I'm a huge journaler, huge proponent of journaling, um, so yeah, we'll, we'll figure that out. But anyways, the point is, is that we never fully outgrow bullying, even in, I'm in a book club right now where the youngest person is like 56 other than me and then everyone's in their 70s and 80s and even then there's like cattiness and like um I've never none of it's ever been directed with to me but what's that how does that go none of it has ever been directed towards me but um it just is proof that like this is something that we never fully get away from. If you are living a life of purpose and of meaning, then there are always gonna be critics out there. So I think that what I'm really learning to do is just love myself. And I'm realizing now maybe I am doing self-preservation and trying to protect myself by recognizing my own faults and like so now when someone else bullies me online I'm able to like laugh it off a little bit because I recognize that they're just you know probably shitting on their toilet right now scrolling on social media trying to find someone to say something mean to to get a little dopamine hit that makes themselves makes them feel better about themselves which is just pathetic but it's human nature so um the point is is like 
I am just going to continue to work on my own self-worth, my own self-love, and not need that external validation as much. And it is such a beautiful thing when you no longer get your self-worth based off of how many people like a post. I used to get my self-worth based on the number of a scale. And then I got my self-worth based off of my how well I exercised that day. And then I got my self-worth based off of my engagement on social media. And now that I am finding better balance with all of it, I'm learning that I am my own source and that I can tap into the universe and God and that I don't need this external validation anymore. And it's so much easier said than done. But I think that living a life of authenticity and vulnerability just helps me own it and have confidence in who I am. So anyways, this episode has gotten really long as well. Um, So if you guys got anything out of it, if you have any feedback, if you are, I'm curious if you knew anything about the behind the scenes of the influencer life. Um, I know that like I've shared with a few people how much money I got paid on different posts and they were shocked. So, um, and again, I am like, not a big influencer by any means. I have like 8,000 followers now. I have no idea what the hell I'm doing. So um, it's if it's something that you are interested in, you really could make decent money off of being an influencer. So if you have any questions, if you have any feedback, like, comment, share, subscribe, all the fun stuff, DM me, Healthy Foodie TX, or the Perfectly Broken Podcast, and just let me know what else you want me to talk about. I would love to hear from you guys and make this a collaboration of all of us together. All right, thanks, y'all.